You can't quite call Daryl and Andrea Gladden high school sweethearts. For them, you have to go further back. Junior high school, uh, Andrea was in uh, uh, seventh grade and I was in the eighth grade. The New Jersey couple were eventually married and had four children together, three daughters and a son. As their children grew older, all Daryl and Andrea ever wanted was to enable them to do what brings them happiness in life. So the things that they really wanted to do, those are the things that we really paid attention to. This desire to support their children at every turn has been magnified over the years, as all three of their daughters were diagnosed with lupus as each entered their teen years. We had to readjust our whole lifestyle. So normally what you do with your children, you ask them, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or where do you want to go? Or what do you want to do? Um, those questions had surpassed us. It's like, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to make this a simple, pleasurable life for all three of our daughters? This is a story about finding joy in life's small moments. This is a story about accepting help when you need it most. This is the Gladden's Palliative Care Story. Lupus is a chronic autoimmune disease that can cause damage to the skin, the joints, and the organs. After seeing their eldest daughter, Danielle, deal with chronic pain and other symptoms before succumbing to the illness, Daryl and Andrea were determined to ensure that their other two daughters were able to enjoy the best lives they possibly could. Their second daughter, Daphne, lives a relatively active life while dealing with lupus, but their youngest daughter, Deidre, began to really struggle with the illness while in her mid-20s. In addition to severe pain, Deidre had suffered a stroke, was wheelchair-bound, and was on dialysis. We were um, already set with the the knowledge and information that we were given by the doctors that there was no cure for lupus. So we weren't expecting that, but we didn't expect for her to be in such discomfort. And she really wanted to know, okay, how can I live a normal life? Hoping to help Deidre receive improved support for her pain, stress, and other symptoms, her primary care physicians referred her to palliative care. Now, palliative care is specialized medical care for people with serious illness. This type of care is focused on providing relief from the symptoms and stress of an illness like lupus. The goal is to improve quality of life for both the patient and the family. Palliative care is provided by a specially trained team of doctors, nurses, and other specialists who work together with a patient's other doctors to provide an extra layer of support. We didn't really know about palliative care. We did have uh, a staff of doctors who kind of referred us to palliative care, but we didn't understand it. Deidre was 27 when she first met palliative care, and having been diagnosed at 14, she had spent nearly half her life dealing with severe pain that stemmed from the illness, but also as a result of multiple surgeries, like having her aortic valve replaced and gallbladder removed. Needless to say, this wasn't her first time sitting across from medical specialists, so naturally, she wasn't expecting much. We were in a hospital with Deidre, and we were kind of like at a standstill. We had tried everything, every kind of medicine we could have tried, and the first thing they ask is, how can we help? For the Gladdens, that simple question, how can we help, made all the difference. Prior to that, Deidre did not respond, nor did she look at doctors because we had been given so much information 
and none of it really worked. And once they came in, introduced themselves to us, and when they asked that question, how can I help, uh, we kind of like stopped everything, and Deidre looked up at them, and then yes. she said, I want to get rid of this pain. We remember it so well because it was like a big relief for us that right. there was a connection made with the um, hospital or a doctor or entity within the healthcare system. She became awoke and there was some more hope to look forward to. Another thing that they noticed is that the palliative care specialists were ready to listen before giving their advice and counsel. It gave Deidre an opportunity to talk to them. It was like someone in her mind was like really asking me what can they do for me or how can they help me or how can they make me feel better. One of the first things that was really important was the bedside manner, was the fact that there was a, a, a dialogue where it was going to be uh, constructive communication going on. Deidre opened up to the palliative care team about wanting to be more independent, about getting better control of her pain, and wanting to return to her hobby of writing. For their Gladden family, seeing Deidre finally become open to discussing her goals and wanting more from her care was a welcomed moment. Really, it not only helped Deidre, it really helped us. It was a, a big, a big help, help to us. Palliative care came in at a time for us when we were like, kind of like at the end of our rope. It's like we did not know where to turn from there, what to do. For people facing serious illness, Traveling to the hospital for appointments can be a chore. Recognizing that Deidre's symptoms made travel difficult, the palliative care team set up home visits where she could work with palliative care specialists who could help her deal with her symptoms, but also give her emotional support for the stress that all of this can cause on a person. She came in and she visited her once a month. She came in, she would sit and she would talk to her. She would uh, write out all the prescriptions that she needed. It, it was like a blessing for us. Having support at home made a world of a difference for the Gladden family. It was it was such a difference because we didn't have any of that uh, for Danielle. We just basically did everything ourselves. Took her to all the doctor's appointments and everything. But for Deidre, it, it was it was really great. Whenever a palliative care specialist would come into the home, the Gladdens noticed that the conversations no longer just centered around her illness. They would sit there. And they would talk about television shows, about uh, food that uh, Deidre learned to cook and liked to cook and liked to eat. It was all about it was all about Deidre. It was nothing about me or dad or other sisters or brothers. It, it was just all about Deidre. With the lines of communication now open and with trust established, it was time to get Deidre feeling better. One of the key things that palliative care provides is consistent and specific pain management. The reason is because everyone has a pain story. For example, pain can affect one person facing lupus one way and another facing lupus in a much different way. So administering the same medication doesn't always do enough to address the symptoms. For Deidre, her pain affected her in many ways, including making it very difficult to sleep. Deidre's palliative care doctor, Dr. Marion Holler of Samaritan Healthcare in New Jersey, went to work on managing her pain but also on giving Deidre more control. The, the relationships that, that, that palliative care established with her, they were able to come up with Deidre's help, a pain regimen that was less threatening to her going forward, but helped the best, but they, she had a sense of control about 
how it was going to be administered. So her and Dr. Holler were able to come up with a pain formula that she could administer, like to help administer to herself, that was so much less threatening to her body going forward than, than they had at any point in time. And that was a big issue. That was a big issue. With a pain management plan in place, Deidre started to feel like her old self again. Her family was able to enjoy quality time with her as well. Deidre was a writer, and Deidre went back to her writing after palliative care. We definitely know, as her mom and dad, we definitely noticed a huge difference. She went back to the book that she was writing. She was a better conversationalist. Her sleep patterns were much better much better and I noticed that after palliative care uh, came in she was able to go back to doing things that she was really interested in really conversate about things that she was interested in she had more knowledge she listened she was more alert and we we thought wow this is great this is our Deidre we were able to take her to church more often some of the smallest things for her to be able to do just to be able to go in the bathroom and, 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 and wash yourself up a little bit, to, you know, brush your teeth, uh, to be able to go in the kitchen and get something out of the refrigerator. Those are big, were big independent type things for her. Just be able to take her outside in the spring and just be outside. Take her to the movies. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and basketball games. Because my husband yes. was a basketball coach for the ABA. And what we would do, we would take her to games, introduce her to basketball players. She, we used to like to take her out to eat. She used to like to go out to eat. Her favorite place was Red Lobster. And, and that's where she used to like to go. And we took her there. So in all, we got to spend a little more quality time with her and the things that really she liked to do. You'll often hear that palliative care supports family members, but how exactly does that work? Well, in addition to providing emotional support to families, by simply giving the patient more attention and addressing symptoms and talking through goals, the palliative care team takes some of the responsibility off of the family. For Daryl and Andrea, who have been caregivers for so many years, that was huge. It gave us time for each other. It gave us time just to sit and talk. And we knew that Deidre was with an entity that we really trusted. Like, we could trust her feelings with them. We could trust her conversation with them. And we were settled with the fact that they were not going to give her any misinformation. The palliative care doctors really took that out of our hands. They took that away from us. And it wasn't that they did knowingly. It was just right. their, the way that they practice, the way that they do business. Uh, they took it, everything, out of our hands. You know, it was so successful and so important to Deidre, palliative care. But she understood what palliative care meant to her and what it could mean to other people, not just the patient. She really understood what it, how it helped us and helped the family. And our conversation wasn't like at the dinner table or at lunch or whatever. It wasn't always about what could have been done, what should have been done, what doctors, nothing about the doctors because she had Dr. Holler. And, and that was great. Deidre passed away in 2016 after two and a half years with her palliative care team. To the Gladdens, 
Their minds remain on the good times and the joy they saw Deidre experience throughout her life, even in the most difficult times. When we realized how much or how important palliative care is to a life, it's basically indescribable because technically it added really two and a half more years to Deidre's life. And that gave us more time with her. Daryl and Andrea now spend a great deal of time advocating for palliative care. While their second daughter, Daphne, hasn't utilized palliative care services, just knowing that it's there if they ever need it is comforting for the family. We're really promoting, like, the palliative care way of doing things. Yeah. All doctors, you know, would operate in the way palliative care um, does and what they understand and know what's important when they deal with the patients. That is the thing that needs to be put out there, really, is the palliative care way. To learn more about how palliative care can benefit you or your family, visit getpalliativecare.org.